What's up, Pats fans? Pats Tailgate Party Podcast back uh, for another week here. Coming into week three of the NFL season. We, we don't do the bit anymore. I don't think about what episode is. It. I don't even know if anybody on this. Yeah, Andrew, I literally, I just, oh, Mike knows. He knows. <laughs> He's 22. Season two, episode two. Ah, see, that's the easiest way to do it. Season two, episode two. That's that's a good way to do it for sure. So we're back uh, coming off a win. Coming off a win. Yeah. I think, you know what, I'm going to clear the floor. Just going to clear the floor here. We had some predictions last week. I think this is a good place to start. So we had some predictions last week about what we thought was going to happen in the game. And for, first thing, all of us except one person on the podcast picked the Steelers. What a what a nightmare that was from a pr- prediction standpoint. I guess we all forgot Mitch Trubisky was their quarterback. Um, but then we also had somebody that uh, nailed the prediction right on the dot. So without further ado, Andrew Lakis, the floor is yours. <laughs> Step right up. No, I mean, I, you know, I got lucky. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the the thing I will use this for is a shout out to Greg Bedard and Boston Sports Journal. If you're not signed up for Boston Sports Journal, you absolutely should be. Best Patriots coverage by far. Covers Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox as well. I'd read Greg's article earlier in the week that it said, while the Patriots offense is struggling, it is not as bad as Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers. And boy, was that... Um, you know, clairvoyant because Mitchell Trubisky was as bad as advertised. And so, you know, here we are one and one heading into a big game with the Ravens. Yeah, man, that's a uh, nice, well done. Well done on the prediction. And to your point, uh, you will be smarter as a Patriots fan. If you go to Boston sports journal right now and sign up for it, uh, because it is the best, it literally is the best coverage you can find. So let's go around the horn. Uh, Andrew Lakis introduced you. Uh, that's about as good of an intro as you can have. Uh, nailing the pick, right? That's right. Doing, doing well otherwise today? I'm great, man. Good awesome, to be here. Man. Awesome. Mike Davis will go below me. How are you today? Mike Davis, Mike and Stoneham on uh, BSJ. And as usual, I am fantastic. Awesome. Very good. And then uh, Doug Lakis down to the right with the Pats paraphernalia behind him. How are you today? Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Enjoyed it. Coming back one-on-one's a whole lot better than one-on-two. That's absolutely right. Absolutely that right. Is that, on there? is that a new page? Yeah, what is that? Let me yeah. see that. What is that? That's a fishing hat. Right there? Is that a fishing, oh, fishing hat? hat? What is That's that? That's the East Forsyth. That's the new East Forsyth hat. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, oh, Mike, you mentioned it, and it's something we forgot to do. You know, we were a little rusty last week. Pat Socks, Pat Socks, Seltz Brews on BSJ. Andrew, yeah, you when- are. Yeah, winter coats, winter coats. Dad? Coach Tronomus. <laughs> I changed it. Mike gave me a name. I put it on there. Awesome. Look at that. Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's say hey, let's jump into the game. Let's break it down a little bit. Um, we'll just we'll just go into first thoughts. I mean, you know, Andrew, I think you gave a couple that are uh pretty spot on. Um, just being that it was, you know, I well, I'll start. So offense still still struggling from time to time. Uh, it was a bit of a grind, which to your point, Greg talked about before the game. I think the other piece, though, that really stood out to me is, and I know I, we made the joke about Mitch Trubisky on the other side. They're they're bad. Their offensive line's bad. But, you know, there's been times where we've played teams like that that have been bad that the Patriots haven't been able to um, take advantage of it. And I think what we saw on Sunday was a Patriots team defensively that's maybe faster and better than we think uh, that took advantage of a weak offensive line and a bad quarterback. So that was, that was my initial thought as a fan was I was really excited um, to see a, a, a team 
go on the road and win a game like that in a hostile environment and the defense play the way they did. I just thought that was really awesome as a fan. So that's my first thought. I mean, I'll open it up and see what you guys thought. Well, I, I, I just going into the game, I was concerned. I wanted to see how they re responded to the week before in Miami. And, and my biggest question was the offensive line and how would they, how would they come around after week one um, and whether or not the head coach would get more involved in the offensive uh, game plan. Both of the answers were positive, I think, um, as was evidence with Belichick being um, in every meeting on the sideline with Judge, with uh, Mac Jones when he came off. Um, Billy Yates coming down and being with the offensive line the entire game, which I think is, was key. And uh, the offensive line, I thought, played, as Bedard said in his podcast, they played very, very well. Um, you know, there's still room for improvement, but I think they really showed a lot from week one to week two. And I think the coaching staff showed a, a vast improvement as well. And I don't want to be the hot take guy, but I would agree that I think the offensive line stepped up and I feel like uh, we were looking at Daniel Jones out there and not MacBook pro way too many times. Mac Jones had that guy opening up and he just, he didn't have confidence that his offensive line was going to hold the ball, you know, hold him a pocket long enough to make that play. And so many times it just looked like just give it that half second more and that play was going to open up. So, as I said, I felt like we were looking a little too much at Daniel Jones and not enough at Mac Jones. And I'm kind of hoping that's going to come around in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, not to dump a bucket of cold water on your hot take, but that's two and <laughs> o, Dan two and o Daniel Jones. Leading yeah. the <laughs> That's right, baby. Danny uh, his reads, his Danny reads, Dines. man. You saw those reads. Well, well Mike, it's, 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 it's it, you know, listen, I think, I think, and Andrew, I, I, I want you to get in. I, but I think that, again, as a fan, I'm just going through the brain. I'm not a quarterback and never played high level football. So that's why it's fans podcast, but one hot takes are always welcome. Mike Davis, first of all, second of all, um, I and mean, when you almost I get your, it was Sam Darnold, by the way, what, <laughs> well, when you almost get your back broken in the first game, you, I'd imagine you get a little tentative out there uh, in the second game, based on what you saw against that Miami pass rush. So I, I mean, that's Danny, Danny dimes. The difference with him, Mike, is that he would actually just take off and run. You don't want Mac to take off and run. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think as a fan, um, I, you know, I was conflicted a little bit. I mean, glad they won. Glad I nailed the prediction. Uh, I mean, I still am not like watching this team and thinking, okay, we're going real far here. I, if there's a silver lining, um, I, I thought I maybe saw a little bit of an identity shaping, like this could be a game plan team. The defense followed the script pretty well, you know, and, and took away what the Steelers wanted to do and kind of, you know, dictated on that side of the ball. And then I think offensively, you know, they ran it really well. And if they can get the line play and run like that, then I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to be a little bit more competitive than I thought after week one. And honestly, the defense, you know, I know you can't use the transitive property in the NFL, um, but you know, that's a Miami team that absolutely just sliced and diced the Ravens um, and the Patriots, you know, I held them to 13 points. I mean, the reality is they, they, largely um minimize the damage from from waddle and and hill and you know i think that's probably a good sign like i i think if they can run the ball play good defense take away the big plays like they're probably going to be more competitive than i thought a week ago
Like that, that's, that's my takeaway right now. So I'm not ready to call this a playoff team, but I also don't think it's going to be a year's worth of bad football watching. I'm a little nervous about our safety position, right? We went from having a whole lot of healthy safeties to a lot of banged up safeties real quick. And I think this was a game where you needed the speed at safety to, you know, spy on the quarterback and, you know, respond and react and read. And I actually won't be surprised if we see, if Duggar can't go and Bledsoe can't go, if we see one of those special teamers like uh, Bethel or even, I don't know, Slater in there covering just to spy on the quarterback. So it wouldn't be shocking to me if we see one of those guys in there, if, and only if both Duggar and Bledsoe are uh, too banged up to go with a knee and a groin. Dad, I saw your eyes. Get real big there when when Mike mentioned spots. We we haven't gotten into the Ravens game yet, but you know it's our podcast. We can bounce around how we choose. Um, I I was I think I, you and I had the same thought. Well, I mean, I was listening to Bedard again the other day, or actually reading an article, and he talked about the significance of Duggar if he injury if he can't yeah. play because he's the one guy athletically that probably can do that. Um more so than the other guys. I'm not a big fan of spying on somebody because I think it takes away from the rest of the, the scheme on defense. I mean, I think you're paying attention though. But anyway, um, I hope something is healthy enough to do that if that's what they plan on doing. But going back to the Steeler game, I, I did take a lot out of that final drive um, because yes. I, I spoke yes. last week about the Patriots are a power football team, a power running football team. And I'd like to see them go back to what they know. I think they did that, especially on that drive. Um, and I don't care who you're playing against in the NFL, when they know what you're going to do and you do it, That's right. and you do it in the last, what, six minutes of the game and end the game. Yeah. I mean, that that's something you can take something away from that. Yeah, um, that's a big I deal. hope they continue along those lines. They're not ever going to be a slinging around bunch. They don't have that kind of those weapons and so on. So I take a lot out of that last drive. I mean, this is again, a fan talking. I I think that's, that's a great call, I, man. I, is it me or do I, I don't know why, but I want to see more Ramondre out there, man. I don't see enough Ramondre. Like literally this is like, like you don't talk hot take, Mike. I mean, this is just like emotion city, which, you know, perfect storm over here, but like, I, and I like Damian Harris. He's good. He's not Ramondre's better running back. Like I want to see him on the field more, especially in, down, down by the goal line, fantasy football and all this crap aside, like, like Ramondre Stevenson is, is like, he's patient. It's a, he literally looks like Le'Veon Bell from 14 years ago when he's down there. Andrew, you oh. said the same thing on Sunday. You were like, yes, sir. Let's get him Mike, in there. Where Mike, how, you know. how many times did, did Mac check down to Jacoby when he had Ramondre wide open in the flat? who could have really done some yak afterwards when yeah. you look at it, it was like, he panicked. He has the check down and you had Ramondre wide open in the flat because they were ignoring him. He was chipping his guy going in there and the Steelers weren't even accounting for him half the time. I, I know. So I totally agree with you. And again, just a fan take, but you watch some of that video and it's like, wow, that guy was wide open on the check down. By, by the way, speaking of Jacoby, that Joker is a mother effing alpha. I love that cat. Maybe it's because of my NC State love, and now he's a Patriot. But he is a—I just—I'm a—I don't wear jerseys anymore. Andrew, you want to get me one for Christmas or something? I'm all in, baby. I'll rock that thing. I don't the, know. I uh, just—I love Jacoby, man. He is just steady Eddie out there. I, I said it a couple of times during the game last week. I really love to go back, kind of old school, and see Stevenson and uh, Harris in the backfield at yeah, the same time. Man. 
That creates, a whole, that creates a nightmare on the well, other side of the ball. So they ran, what was that? What formation was that, Dad? It, was, it wasn't the wishbone, but it was, a, uh, it was like a two-back. Um, it wasn't the pro set because pro sets, you know, near and far, and they line up one behind the quarterback and one to each side. But it was actually, uh, it was a, a balance formation that they were right. in where they were back there. But I'm trying to, rem- I couldn't remember the the name of the formation, but it is an old school one. Uh, I thought we were going to see what, you know, I thought we were see a guard pull and a toss and one, you know, one lead block. I mean, I, I thought we were going to get the whole thing, but um, why don't they do that more? I mean, even a shotgun, you just, I mean, that's a newer, more modern way to do it is just split them outside of Mac in the shotgun and well, now you got to cover both of them. Because a lot of them are running four and five wide. So it takes one of those guys out of the yeah. out of the equation. But I I mean I just think they're gonna their their bread and butter is being a power team. Sure. Play action pass. And they actually ran a play action pass during the game and he Bradar broke it down. And little Jordan Humphreys running wide open down the middle of the field and yeah, Jones Matt didn't see him. And that was bad. Yeah, he wasn't good. And again, I'm I'm gonna go back, Mike, to your take. Mike Lakers. Mac has to be better. I mean, they can blame the coaches, they can blame the scheme, they can blame whatever they want. What I saw Sunday was not good quarterback play. I um yeah, I don't know. I just no, think he's sped up. I don't think it's a bad quarterback play. I, that's why I was going back to 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 what I see is the you know the quarterback from the giants is he just didn't trust his offensive line. So Mike, you were talking about how he would just be Danny panic and take off. I just feel like Daniel Jones didn't trust his line and he would just right. be sped up and he wouldn't process. He didn't have time. What did they talk about all last year? Mac Jones, MacBook pro processing, 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 making the right read. And that's what we're not seeing. Well, that's well, just think, frustrating. I think you have, I mean, you know, when you have a MacBook Pro, this is gonna be a terrible analogy, but when you have a MacBook Pro, you got a you got a power charger, right? You got a cord to plug in. And that was Josh McDaniels. I, you know, I think I think he's he's gonna regress a little bit because he's got two guys that aren't offensive coaches that are probably leading the way a little bit for him, Mike. Like I think that's probably gonna happen, right? Like I think McDaniels having McDaniels as your brain trust when you're a rookie, if you Bedard talks about this all the time the worst thing for a young NFL quarterback is changing coordinators often. And so now they change the coordinator and you're going to see a bit of regression. Hopefully that, that, that turns around though. Um, Yeah. I think the biggest thing from a fan perspective, um, and I noticed this last year, less with Cam, honestly, two years ago, just because it was such a different offense. Um, Like I still just don't have confidence that when Max dropping back, good things are going to happen. Like they do oftentimes, but after watching Brady for two decades, it just is, there's, there's a little bit, it just doesn't feel smooth. And I am not yet at a place where like, I anticipate good things. I'm worried that the bad things are coming in. Even when they do complete a pass, I can't really put words to this, but it's kind of a weird feeling of like, Oh, thank goodness. They completed a pass. Whereas <laughs> yeah. The pass, yeah. You'd I be agree, mad totally. at an incompletion. Like if Brady missed, if if a play wasn't caught, you'd be like irritated. And so well, it is a completely different yeah. fan experience. Or Brady would throw it into the ground on purpose because he didn't want to complete the pass. Like he yeah. had such control of everything, you know? Yeah. I it's feel like, the same way. When they come yeah. out of the huddle, break the huddle, line up on a line of scrimmage, hey, I'm waiting for a false start. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. And B, the ball snapped. I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but Andrew's right on the money with that. <laughs> yeah. This is a and, weird feeling. Yeah, no, Andrew, I think you're right. I think that's, um, there is like a shaky feeling when the offense is out there 
and they used to be the defense, right? The bend don't break. It was like, oh boy, third and long. Although they let up a few third and third long. Seventeen um, though the other day. Yeah, that that old defense showed its head a couple times. Um, and, Fourth and yeah, long because, the week before, right? Yeah, I mean, I was irritated. Well, and they can't do that. I mean, they got to work. Hopefully, they're working on that this week. But I will say, in better understanding what they were up to, um, you know, it was bad execution. You got to get out. You got to get outside and a little higher, faster. But it was honestly part of the game plan. Like they weren't going to yeah. man up. They weren't going to play aggressive on those third downs because they, even if they gave up 19 yards on a first down, they had faith Trubisky wasn't going to complete the next three passes for a touchdown. And so again, like that actually gives me a little bit, a little bit of a silver lining, which is like, okay, they went out and they executed the game plan and they won the game. Like, you know, we're never, we're very rarely have their, have the Patriots defense been the type that's like going to get in your face and jam you up. Oh, and, you know, Belichick is just, he is a blackjack player at heart. Like 20. he's going to keep hitting, he's going to follow the rules and he's going to hope that at the end of the night, he's 55% winning and Man, 45%. And that's it. Like that's what he does. Like he's, and you know, it's frustrating, it's irritating, but then you could be the Ravens guys. How about dropping, giving up 35 mm. in the fourth quarter with, passes over your head because you're too aggressive and you didn't actually contain the play. And so I just, I see it and I, pre, I it's hard to watch when you give up a third and 17, but I also think you got to look at the whole body of work. You can't look at the one play. Uh, that, that's but, a great point. They didn't think Trubisky could beat them in over a 60 minute game. So no. that's true. But I, going back to Mike Legs last week, Mike talked about getting your best athletes on the field, the 80 yard touchdown drive in two and a half minutes. Number nine wasn't on the field. Hardly at all. I, I, I don't. It, 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 that's maddening. I mean, is he that tired? Like, le, I mean, it's a legit <laughs> question. Like, I mean, he dominated the game when he was in there. Yeah, yeah their line's play. terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, so good segue though, Andrew, into the into the Ravens. So we'll move we'll move into the um, into the Ravens. Who, man, I wish they would have won last week. Big too, to come into this week sleeping. Um, on narrative street, man. No, it's not narrative street. It's, it's like, you know, they come in. Well, if there's any team, by the way, that I'm going to get caught on narrative street, that's going to come into a sleep to a football game after two and oh, it's the Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean, that's, they've shown to do that before, but yeah. I mean, now they're the only good news is that, you know, they're, I mean, that was a long game is exhausting. I, you know, I look at this game and, and, you know, I mean, you guys know this, I, I kind of looked at it originally from, from, from the line standpoint and where it started. Um, I believe it started as a pick and has moved to plus three for the Patriots, which is, which is interesting. Um, a lot of, well, it makes sense. A lot of money's on the Ravens. So that sounds like sharp money is also, but I, I don't know, you know, I've, I've been praying all week for a, some sort of uh nor'easter or hurricane or monsoon to come into Baltimore. Like, like we've gotten blessed with the last Boston. few times we've played them. Foxborough. Yeah. Oh, is it at home? Oh, it is. Yeah, at it's home. home. Oh man, I mean, oh man. Sorry, last two games were on the road. So yeah, there you go nor'easter instead of uh, instead of instead of a monsoon. But I don't. I mean, <sighs> Duggar out. If he's out, that's a problem. Uh, Peppers, they say, he has a big opportunity. I just I don't know if he has that in him to stay with Jackson for sixty minutes. Um, but here's the thing, and I'll, I'll shut up and open it up. It, I, we've historically done pretty well to hold, to make Lamar Jackson look pedestrian. And so what I mean by that is I don't think they're going to spy him. I think they're going to do, they may spy him with somebody, but I think they're just going to contain him at the line. You're going to see a lot less pressure 
up front. It's not going to be ears pinned back. It's going to be sit there and kind of move around and where he has to bounce around the pocket and make him throw the ball. And when you make him me, throw the ball, that's when it, that's when he makes mistakes. So I think, so I me, think, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Let me ask coach a question, coach, when they've contained him, when I say spy, I mean more looks they seem to do more run blitzing to try to keep him in the pocket. And when I say spy, I mean, it's almost like there's a man to man where there's a guy accounting for him so he can go after him and he's got the speed to not lose him to the corner. And that's what I mean by spy, like accounting for him in, in the defense. Well, I, I understand that part. My, the only thing that my experience is spying is that they, Jackson will still make some big plays because the guy who's spying him will get caught up somewhere. He'll, he'll, you know, lose, contain, he'll do whatever. I think there'll be more of a situation where the run blitz comes in where they, where they close gaps that he normally would be able to get into, or they'll keep someone in the middle of the field. So that if he does decide to pull it down and run, there there is someone there. Um, I I don't know if they'll specifically you know match someone up with Lamar Jackson, but they have been able to contain him. And I think if they do make him throw it more than he runs it, that that's that's a benefit to the Patriots. I think. But but you can't leave somebody like Bentley in the middle of the field, right? Because there's no well, way he can and, even and get could, to him. And again, it could be a safety. I mean, I think Belichick in the past has done things like that where he placed a safety in the box as a linebacker slash, you know, safety type player. And uh, that would be the kind of guy that it would, would be, I think. Or would the kid Mac that they just acquired from, from Cleveland, do you think he's quick enough to be able to play that role? Uh, you know, I haven't watched him enough. Um, well, I know. I don't know. I know this, I, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. I know Belichick will have some, something up his sleeve, some sort of game plan to do something as a fan. You always trust that, right? Like, like he's going to have something. I mean, they're not going to go out there and run a vanilla defense. He's going to have something. Week to match up. I mean, sure. I, you know, my hot take, um, you know, as we get to prediction time, um, I, you know, I'm going to double down here. Hopefully I can, yeah, it won't be as good as last week, but hopefully it'll be close. I mean, I just think it's a good matchup for the Patriots. I think, um, Mike, I hear you that like the Ravens will be focused because they blew that lead. That is true. But Mac also had his worst game as a pro. And I actually trust Mac's ability to focus, have a better week, put in the work this week and come out and play much better than I do the Ravens collectively as a unit. So I actually think the like the focus, you know, um, benefit, I think goes to the Patriots. I think on defense, this actually matches like we match up really well with them. Like we play zone. Zone is great for this exact scenario. You're facing forward. You're not worried about having to turn and run with a man. We're going to play back. We won't let up a lot of big plays over the top. You know, Jackson will have his yards. He'll probably make a few big plays, highlight plays. But I actually think I like our chances of containing him. And the one thing I've noticed all season and preseason is like our speed on defense is so much better than it yes. was before. Like, like the, you know, Bentley aside, the linebackers can move, the safeties can move like, you know, Jack Jones and uh, Marks Jones bring some speed. Like I actually think this is a good matchup for the defense. I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, contain them, you know, minimize the damage. And I actually think it's a decent matchup for the offense too. Like, I don't think two is great. Obviously, we don't have Waddle and Hill, but we do have more playmakers than we've had in a long time. I'd look for Bourne and Aguilar to be able to get loose for a couple of big ones. I don't think Mac will miss the wide open guys this week when they do that bang run action. I think the, I like the Patriots. Uh, go twenty three twenty. I think they win by a field goal on Sunday. All right, 
Love it. Dad? Patriots win 24-23. 24-23. Mike Davis? Uh, I guess I'm going to play Missouri this week and say I want to see it first. Um, I'm hopeful as hell. I was hopeful last week, but I, I, I think they're going to lose by 10. All right. I would love to see them come back, you know, late and, and, and put on a late charge exactly like we just saw, you know, last week happened to Baltimore where they kind of ran out front and then ran out of steam. But I, I think they're at home going to gonna lose and lose pretty significantly, even though I'm hoping that's not the case. Like, I don't know, 35, 21 or something like oh. a pretty solid loss. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Andrew. I think special teams are going to play a part. They always do usually in these games. I'm going to go 21, 17 Pats. I think it's a good place uh, for a road dog or a home dog rather. Also, before we get out of here, shout out to Gunnar Olszewski. Good to see you last week when you fumbled the ball and gave it to us. I was going to say they knew what they were doing sending them to Pittsburgh or with him going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Dad, you might have to rethink your position on spies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Clandestine hey. operation. <laughs> all right guys hey it was fun let's have a uh let's have a good week enjoy the game maybe it'll be a, just a more enjoyable experience for the fans as always it's fun to be here and we'll see you back here next week